So good morning. We're talking about family. So you know how family goes. This morning, you know, I just felt like, man, Matt's had a long week. Hurt his back. So I, I, this morning, last night, he said, oh, I'll teach. You know, I got some. And then this morning I woke up and I felt, you know what, I feel like he needs a break. So I thought, I'll offer to teach at 7 o'clock this morning. And he, said, he said, yeah, actually, that would be great. And I thought, before I offered that, I should have thought that maybe I should have something prepared. But God is always good. So I said, just make sure everyone gets up. I'll be ready. I'll be ready. So, and it worked out. God definitely had something for me this morning um, that I'm going to share with you guys. Because he always knows. Sometimes he knows the group that's coming. He knows the word that, that they need to hear. So God always changes things up. And if you've been around me, you know I purposely change things up. So I think I, think I get it from my father. So, because God does everything relational, right? He is relational. Um, I, I think of the movie, you guys, it's been 25 years since Aladdin came out. How many of you guys have seen the movie Aladdin? My favorite movie ever, almost, besides maybe Elf. But I love Aladdin. If you watch it with me, you guys all know that I can quote every single word from the entire movie, right? So don't watch it with me. I, I know every single word. So <laughs> I might need to get a new hobby. Um, but you know, like when they, when he looks about the genie, he's like the powerful and you know, the genie's like his friend and he's all cool and he's like, you know, giving him fist bumps and he loves Aladdin like a friend. But then when he's talking about, he's like, I'm not a genie, like phenomenal cosmic power. And he comes, it's like big, you know, like angry, you know, and God's like, that's, yes, I have all that power. That's kind of how people sometimes view God. They see like, you know, he's this angry, big, you know, lording over us. When really he says, no, I'm in your family, I'm your friend. Yeah, I do have all that power. So I just really, I thought of that movie and I thought that's, I think that's where we get confused that God is this angry, controlling God that's just like, you're my pawn, I can make you do whatever I want. But God says, no, I'm relational. I'm your father, I'm your friend, you're in the family. Um, So I want to talk about how God speaks to us. So God wants us to choose what to do with our lives. He doesn't want to order every single thing out. He wants us to make choices. Um, if he doesn't like our choice, he'll, let, he'll make that clear. How many of you guys have ever done something and it was the wrong decision and you're like, yep, I already knew that. I already had a warning before that happened. Um, because God is in the business of producing, producing mature sons and daughters. He doesn't want a bunch of babies forever. How many of you guys liked when your kids were babies? How many of you guys like a, having a relationship now that they can change their own pants and make their own dinner, right? And you can say, figure out something to eat. Mom and dad are going out. I like that part. It's really nice. When I see a baby, it's great. I love to cuddle it. And then when it starts crying or needs its pants changed, I want to give it back to its mom. <laughs> Here you go. Enjoy the stage. I'm going to go take a nap. <laughs> you know? That's great. So that's what God, he doesn't want to see babies. He wants to produce Mature sons and daughters who can think with the mind of Christ. To be mature means we're thinking like Christ. That means we know who he is, that he's our king, what he's about. And a great way that God does this, you know, to tell us if we're kind of going on the right path or not, um, he, he does it real subtly and he uses peace. You know, he kind of like just steps back and removes his peace and you're like, this just looks like the best job ever, but I just don't feel right about it. Have you guys ever had that? Like everything looks like it's lining up, but you're like, no, this just isn't, I'm not going this direction. 
And then later on, you see why. You know, I think about when I was, I wanted to have, we wanted to have Lana. I was like, nope, like I'm going to have a baby in the spring or summer. I'm not having a win-. Like I have things planned out. And I'm like, okay, like this, you know, and before um, we got pregnant with her, I took this, I kept looking for these jobs. I'm like, oh, this would be great. I can be home. I like had all of these jobs like lined up. And I went from, but the very first job I saw, I said, oh no, God, I don't want that job. That was in a juvenile detention facility. I thought, no, God, you didn't mean this for me. So I passed it over. I went to another job, and it just turned out horrible. And within a three-month span, we went from paying all our bills to be almost evicted and having nothing. I was like, okay, I kept making the wrong decision. And, you kept, and, and in this three months, every, about every two weeks, this job would pop up. It would have the, the opening. And I'm like, no! So finally, I'm like, okay. I have no peace about anywhere else I work. No matter how much I make, it seems like, boom, the car, something is going on. And so I'm like, okay, I'm going into this job. And I'm like, I don't want to go here, God. And so, um, but when I walked in, I just felt the peace. It was really chaotic in there, but I just really felt peace. And so they were offering everybody this, um, it was way back. So like they were offering people, oh yeah, you're making eight bucks an hour. And I walk in, I have the least experience, and, and the guy just walks up to me, the guy that was in charge, and he said, I'm just going to pay you 10 bucks an hour. And I thought, oh, look at me. You know? <laughs> because God already had a plan. And then two months after that, he was gone. And it all changed you know, hands, and everybody went to $8 except me. They said, I don't know why, but we're keeping you here. So then we were able to get our house and all this great stuff. But with everything that looked like this is the way I should go, this is what, you know, I know what I'm doing, I'm a big kid. You know, and God was saying, you know what, Sarah, I have plans. And he kind of removed that peace. And so if, you've, if you realize when the peace has lifted, it's like, okay, God, you're trying to talk to me. It's time for me to listen. So it took me a little bit, a few knocks in the head, right? You know, I put ourselves in a, in a bad, our, our family in a bad place because I, did, I, I wanted to make my own peace. No matter how much you can convince yourself, you can talk about it, you can get other people excited about it. If the peace isn't there, you can't create that. God brings it. Romans 8, 6 says, The mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the spirit is life and peace. So if I would have been quiet in that situation and said, God, you got a plan for me. I really don't want to go there, but you have a great plan for me. And he really did. Like, it was peaceful. Like, it was, everyone's like, I don't know. I just want to be with Miss Richards because I don't know what's happening here. You know, like the whole place would be chaotic. And I'd be like, it's fine. Let's just eat cookies, you know. And everyone else is like running around. I mean, literally, because God just put his hand on there. It was nothing I was doing. It was just that I was saying, God, you can come here with me. Please come here with me, you know, every day. God, are you in the car? Get in the car because we're going there and I have seen what happens. I mean, like these kids would be in restraints every day and I never did a restraint the whole time. It was crazy, you know, until the very, I think it was like the last couple of weeks. And then, so then in that, I was like, okay, I cho- chose this job and they're like, oh, we're closing down. You know, I'm like, oh, great. So, but the crazy thing before that, the Lord said, I want you to take vacation, take all your vacation. I was like, okay, you know Christmas is coming back up. Like, this is in October. And the Lord, he's, and so I'm thinking, okay, Lord, it doesn't look right to take all my vacation, like, every day, you know, 
that's, I didn't, I'm like, oh, I shouldn't do that. But God's like, do it. So I'm like, you know what? Last time I didn't listen, I'm going to follow the peace. So I took all my vacation. They shut down while I was on vacation. Everybody lost their vacation. I got paid for my vacation. On my vacation, I got pregnant with Lana. And then I, then I had, then they had to pay my unemployment. So everyone lost their vacation. I got, so everything worked out. God knew he had a plan. So I'm like, okay, what's going on? But I was like, okay, it doesn't look like I should do this. I should save this, right? I should, everyone's, you know, you're trying to save your vacation. What if you get sick or you have a day off you need to take? No, I'm like, okay, God, this doesn't look like I should do this. It doesn't look like, you know, what you do in the natural. But you said, take it all, taking it all. And God had a, a definitely, I had peace on it. And now, you know, it's been many years. Um, because God wants us to grow up in the family, he wants us to learn how to discern the boundaries he's placed around um, his will for our lives. It's not a free-for-all. He wants us to get used to discerning that, like, okay, remember how when you got here it didn't feel right, Sarah? Let's not go back to that spot. We begin to realize God has put boundaries to create our life so it looks like his will. Okay? So it's not a free-for-all, like, oh, I love God, I'm in the family. You don't let your teenagers do that, right? Just because they're teenagers, they have bigger boundaries now, but you don't, they don't just get to come into the family and do whatever they want and come home at 1 o'clock and take money from your wallet. You know what I mean? They don't get to run amok. Babies get to run amok. They can do whatever they want. Amok, 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 I know. That's for you, Mercy. Um, you know, it's not a free-for-all, but sometimes we come into the family of God and we're like, God loves me, it covers everything, I can do whatever I want. You can, but that's not in the family. You know? You're being like a prodigal son because God's family doesn't look or act like that. He said, in my, as for me and my house, we serve the Lord. He's saying, in my house, we, we serve me. I'm God. I have a good way. My will is good for you. Everything I have is good for you. You know? So we can't discuss our way into peace. You ever heard someone try to explain to you why they're doing something and the whole time you're like you're thinking nope and they're trying to explain why good it is so you're like go ahead parents you've never done that with your kids right they think they know everything and you're like oh see how that works out for you in the preschool I might do that sometimes when they're like oh look I think climbing up the slide is better see how that works out as the foot's coming down into your face did that work out for you not so much you know you can't discuss your way into peace You can't talk it out. You can't, you know, make it go the direction you want. You know, because peace isn't pushy or negative. So if you're being pushy, you know, trying to force God to agree with you, God, this is the right place for me. Tell everybody. And God's like, "Mm, can we talk about this before you go public here? You know, because God's not pushy. You know, and his peace isn't pushy. You know, because God is kind of unpredictable. You ever notice that? He never, he does things different. The end result is always going to be the same. But he does things differently, you know, for, from the way that God spoke to me might not be the way he speaks to you. He is unpredictable in the way he does things in our life. That's why we have to be secure in who he is, not the way he's doing stuff. Because he does, he changes how he does things. You know, it's, 
One time someone to get healed grabbed the hem of, you know, Jesus' garment. Another time he's like, you know, they're like, rub mud on your eyes. And then another time, you know, like Hezekiah was just sitting in the bed and God's like, okay, you've turned your face to me. You put, you know, you called on my name. I'm going to heal you. You know what I mean? He did, what was the end result with all those people? Healing, right? But you know what? Not everybody had to rub mud on their eyes. So I'm glad. I'm, I'm hoping that he never asked me to do that for some, you know. But it's, so it's not... We need to be secure with who our Father is, not how he does things. He's going to change it up. He's going to do different things for different people. Um, And when you're close with the Father, the gospel becomes more personal to you. It's your family. It's your family they're talking about. So when you begin to read the Word, it is amazing. Because when you have an intimate relationship with God, this becomes your family. They're talking, you know, when you're sitting there and you're telling stories, you know, to go to their house and sit around the campfire, John's going to tell you stories. <laughs> He's a good storyteller. You know, that's personal. It's your family. When you get together, you talk about, you know, some of you guys got to meet my family. And all the stories I've told you, they are true, aren't they? Yes. People don't believe me. That stuff is my real life. Feel sorry for me. No, don't feel sorry for me. <laughs> I had four brothers, you know. Oh, you guys... Oh, you know, I know. Feel bad for But this gospel, that becomes when you have that intimate relationship, you're like, God is my father. When he's talking about people, you're like, this is my family he's talking about. You know what? Everything that happened here, this is your family. This is, this is the story of generations back of you. When you get excited, like, yeah, Paul healed, that's right, that's in my bloodline. Because he came through the same bloodline, Jesus. That's your family. You get excited about it. It becomes real. It's not just, I go to church, I sit down and do whatever I do, and then I get up and go. You're excited every day because you're going to have a testimony. Just like they did. This is their testimony. This is their stories where they sit around and talk about what God has done with their dad, how good of a dad they are, you know? I love it when I can talk about Matt and, and the girls are like, oh, I love my dad. He's the best dad. Or, or I like it you know, more when they talk about me, how good mom I am. <laughs> Which brings me to a really cute thing. Layla made me cry the other day. She posted on Facebook. Anyone see that? It's like, I don't know how people don't have a good relationship with their mom. I would die without my mom for one day. I'm like, oh, that's so cute. You know? And you don't realize how much you know, they love you because they want to talk about your family. Those are your stories, the same as we want to we talk about what God's doing because he's our father and we love him. And just like with you, I don't know if you guys have, daughters are so much like this. They all want to hold dad's hand. Like when they're little, it's like fight over. Like I want to hold daddy's hand. I want to be with daddy. You know what I mean? And that's how we, we want to be like, I want to be with God. I want to do what he's doing. I want to be where he is and I want to go where he's going. We want to be in that family. Our testimonies is what God is doing now in the family. This is what God has done, and he said he's going to do. But what our life every day is what he's doing now in the family. These are the new stories that you tell every year. Our story. You know? And none of us are the crazy uncle, okay? We're all the sons and daughters. Good. There's, you know, that's the great thing. You don't have that like, okay, we're going to listen. No, we get good, good stories. We get to share good things about our God. Um, Because God is righteous, he is honorable, and honor is a vital part of his house. 
a culture in a home, it's, it's really vital to have honor in your home. God says his house is full of honor. You know, if you're screaming and lying and bullying and controlling, if that's how your household runs, that's contrary to what God designs. His household doesn't run like that. Unfortunately, sometimes we have run into that in, in churches. So if that ever was you, where you were hurt by the body, I just want to apologize to you right now. Because that is not how... People get it wrong. Forgive them, okay? People get it wrong. But God doesn't get it wrong. God's household is full of honor. You know, a culture of honor seeks to uplift, encourage, speak well of, and esteem others. It produces superb growing conditions. Speak well of each other. Speak well of your church, your family, the people around you. That's what, God, that's what honor does. It encourages. You ever tried to encourage when you're like, I know this is going to fail, but they need to, they got to figure it out themselves. And you're like, yeah, that could work. And you're, you don't even know your head's like, that could work. And you're just like, you know, as long as it's not something that's going to destroy them. Sometimes, you know, like our puppy, we got a tree and he has to learn that you don't get into the tree. So it's like, you could, you could smell that, but guess what's going to happen? I'm going to stab you in the face with one of the pine needles, you know? You can, you can think you're going to do that. Um, so as long as it's not something that's going to destroy their life, you know, sometimes just encouraging people just to try to step out there, to do it and say, keep going. Because this time you didn't get it right, but you're going to get it right next time. Because it's going to produce good growing conditions. We want to grow. And to do that, we have to have a healthy family. Lack of honor in a household makes us potentially dangerous. It really does. You know, because honor is a clear sense of what is right and what is wrong. It's really who we are within our hearts. We can walk into a household and you know immediately if it lives in honor or not. Because really, it's internal, but everyone can see it externally. Honor decides how we show up. Because that is God's kingdom is how honor is what God has built his kingdom on. In his family. He is always honorable. So that so when we live in honor, it decides how we show up, how we're gonna look when we walk out, how we're gonna act, you know, when we go into, you know, maybe our our families that we were born into, or when we go into our job, that decides how we're gonna show up. If we're going to do what is right or what is wrong. If we have integrity, how we speak. You know, God's family is teaching honor. Um, and for some, it's really easy. You know why? Because for some people, they've had it generationally. Their parents raised them in an honorable home. Gave them a good foundation for them to grab onto it. Easy. But man, if you had generation after generation of rebellious and rebellion in your household, how hard you're going to come to know the Lord and you're going to be like, What's happening here? You know, if you're used to gossip and slander, if you're used to always looking at the negative, and then you come in and, and you're like, that, you're not just going to stop immediately, right? You're used to that. Then you're thinking, why don't these people, you know, hate each other? What's wrong with them? That's why we got to go into his family and say, God, teach me. Teach me how to be honorable. 
Because all I know is you like are nice to their face and you go say something horrible around their back. Then you come back, you know what I mean? Because that's what we've watched. And God says, that's not how my household is. I'm going to grow you in honor. And you know what? I'm going to use peace to show you if you're going the right direction or not. He's growing us up in his household. And he's building our character to create something amazing. We get choices. We can either stay in peace and reap what peace has and be transformed and begin to grow and change. And people are like, wow, this is amazing. Or we can harvest our own bad fruit and fall away. We get to choose that. You know, I don't want to keep eating the bad fruit of bad mistakes I made. I'm like, Lord, I want to follow what you have. Your household is amazing. You know, he's, he's the father. We need to honor him in that. You know, we're in Christ all the time, whether we're living in honor or being stupid. You know, once you're saved, you're in Christ. It's true. You know, people think, well, they're not living. They're not living for Jesus. That's right, but you know what? Christ is still in them. God still loves them, whether they are living in his household or stepped out their own bad choices. If life has seemed chaotic for you, slow down. Listen a moment. Follow what God is saying. Follow that peace. Even though to everyone else, it may look contrary to the decision that you should make. So many times we have done that. And people are like, why are you here? You should have done this or you should have done that. And, and I look and I'm thinking, you know what? I'm going to follow the peace of the Lord. If life's chaotic, slow down because God wants to talk to you. If your answer every time is, I've just been so busy. Listen to your own words. God's using your own words to speak to you. He's saying, slow down. You don't need to live in chaos. Even though there's chaotic, in the, in the time that we have been back a couple weeks, you couldn't even imagine the stuff that has happened. But man, we just keep going with joy and it's been like super peaceful. But if, you, if I just laid it out, you'd be like, wow, that's like crazy chaotic. But see, taking a step back and listening to what God is saying in your life, say, okay, God, I want to go where your peace is. If your peace is on this, that's where I want to go. Your father is talking to you. He loves you. But he won't change his nature for you. He won't change his nature for you or for me or anyone else. God is God. He's our father, and he's not going to change who he is to fit our lifestyle. He's not going to just let us run amok. He's saying, hey, you're in the family. I've got some things I need you to do now. He's talking to you. He loves you. He wants you to live in peace. He wants you to follow his lead because he's a good father. He is a good father. I get excited for Sunday. Do you guys ever get excited or is it like, I have to show up, otherwise people will think bad of me. You know, people that are going to think bad of you are going to think bad of you anyways because that is what their, their brain is preconditioned for. So don't worry about it. If they don't like you, they're not going to like you because you go to church, you know? But you come here because you know what? God has a word for you. He's got something to say to you. You know, he wants to grow you in the family. He wants to build character. He wants to encourage you. 
And he says, man, I made you as a family. You all have a part. So you know what? Quit leaving your legs at home. That's why we come for each other and to hear what God's, God's got to say to us because he's a good father. That's what I want you guys to get. He's a good father. If you haven't had a good father, look in his word and you can see what a good father is. We have not always had good fathers in our lives. You know why? Because they have not always had good fathers in your lives. So don't be angry about it. Say, God, show me what a good dad looks like because I don't know. What does a good household look like, God? And God's like, I got it all right here for you so that you can live in peace. I'm going to show you what honor is so you're not living in chaos your whole life. We need to trust the nature of God. We need to trust his nature. Huh? Why did God let this happen? God doesn't let things happen. He's in charge. He is not in control. If he was in control of us, we'd be robots and there'd be no reason for our existence. We're not robots. God is in charge. He is in charge. Just like your boss doesn't know every single thing you do at work, right? None of you have ever watched a YouTube video while at work, right? Never. Never checked your Facebook, right? Even though that might be the work policy. Nobody's sitting there watching every little thing you do. You know, they can't make you not, you know, you're going to check your Facebook whether they said so or not, maybe. They're still in charge. They're still in charge of the company or whatever. But they're not in control of every action you do. And God gave that to us. He said, I want you to have freedom. So I'm in charge of the kingdom. I'm the father. This is the household. But I'm not going to control you. That's not his nature. God is not a, he's not a controller. He's not a bully. He's not abusive. He's not violent towards us. He's a good father. His nature is goodness, kindness, love. He's a good provider. He's a good healer. He's a good listener. He's all those good things. If it is good, it came from the Lord. That's right. That's That's right. That is good, because if it's good, it came from the Lord. If it ain't good, throw it out. Start over. Now, if your kids are acting up and they're not behaving, don't throw them off. <laughs> That's not what I mean. Oh, God is so good. I'm glad he gave us a sense of humor. So in Ro- I'm going to finish with um, a scripture from Romans that says, Neither height nor depth nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Nothing can separate us. Nothing can separate us. God's going to love us. He's going to love us when we're smart. He's going to love us when we're dumb. He's going to love us, you know, when we're honorable. And he's, he still loves us even when we're not. He's going to love us no matter what. How good is that? You know, Matt, he knows I'm a spoiled brat. But it's okay because I know he loves me. No, you know, I, you guys, God says there's something in a name. My name means, means princess. And I expect to be treated like one. I know who my father is. And he's, you know what? Jesus is king. God is the father. I live in a kingdom. That's why God named me princess. Um, I was supposed to be a Benjamin if I was a boy. But, so, but you know I, know, I know that sometimes I can be a handful or two. Maybe three, four. We'll just, <laughs> might need a wheelbarrow sometimes. I don't know. But I know that he loves me. 
And if Matt loves me and all the crazy stuff I do, he listens to me sing about everything, and unfortunately, I pass it on to my children. They sing about everything. Opening the fridge up, closing it now. You know, I mean, this is his life all the time. And if he loves me through all of that, how much more does God love us? How much more good things? You know, when... When I make him turn off all the lights and I go to bed early like a little kid and he has to stay up and do all that stuff, you know, turn off the lights, shut the, shut, put the dogs in. He just does that because he loves me, you know. And how much more does God take care of me? Matt's a really, he provides for his family. He provides for us and the girls. It's amazing. I really love him. He takes care of me. Like I said, Lord, he's got to live to be 120 because I at least have to live to be 118. And I can't live without him because you gave him to me. It's so good. So be thankful for your family too because God put you there. He gave you such great people because those are his kids too. God loves us so much. He's a good father in a good family. Let's pray.